This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Well, hey, hey, listener, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your hostess, Lisa Carpenter, master coach and emotional fluency and resiliency expert. And today we are going to be talking about taking care of ourselves and the power that we have to take care of ourselves and how I'm watching so many women really struggle with this. But, you know, before we dive in, I wanted to just say such a heartfelt thank you for all of you who have taken the time to leave me a five-star rating and a podcast review. And I thought I would read a few of them out today because I think it's always cool when you're listening to a podcast and you're like, hey, that's me. That's my comment. And I just, I'm so grateful, truly, for all the, the ratings and reviews. And if you haven't left one yet and you feel called to, I would be so thankful if you did. The more ratings and reviews that I have on the podcast, the more people find it. And they might be someone who is just like you who really needs to hear this message. So this first one is from B Marshall 01 from Australia, who says, the most amazing podcast. I've been listening to Lisa for months now. I'm a mom, married forever, and was wondering if that was it for my life. Love my family, but yearning for something else. If that is you, please take a listen to this podcast. Lisa has changed my awareness of all parts of my life. There's something in every episode that resonates with me. Thanks so much, Lisa. Well, thank you for tuning in and thank you for leaving that podcast. And then this one from Kylie, also in Australia. I'm so cool that I have people listening to me and clients now from around the globe. It's so amazing. And she writes... Five stars aren't enough. This is hands down my favorite podcast. I love to hear Lisa's voice in my car as we make our way to work together. That is so cool, Kylie. Uh, She starts my day off right, and I have so many aha moments as she just chats to me, and you really feel like she's chatting only to you. Lisa has a real honesty and rawness about her and always comes from a place of integrity in all she talks about. Her podcasts are motivational and filled with practical advice and wisdom, not to mention the awesome Lisa quotes I find myself repeating all day long to keep me on the right path. The things we love, we take care of. Thanks, Lisa, and please never stop doing what you do. Well, thank you so much, Kylie. And you know, when I record these episodes, I really do think about that one person that's tuning in. And if they were sitting across from me, what kind of conversation I would want to have with that one person. So it really means a lot to me that you feel like I'm talking to just you because the truth is I am every single one of you that tunes in. I am talking just to you. So today we're going to talk about the power you have to take care of yourself, because this is something I 
see women struggling with all the time. These are women, maybe just like you, who are taking care of so many other things between the kids, the house, their career, uh, (laughs) the neighbors down the street. They're helping out at, you know, pack meetings and they're volunteering. They're doing all the things and yet they don't have time to take care of themselves. And if you're saying you don't have time to take care of yourself, what you're really saying, lean in on this one, what you're really saying is that you don't matter and you aren't worth the time. So consider for a minute, if your son or daughter came to you and said, mom, I don't have time to take care of myself. I've got too many things to do. Would you be okay with that? What would you say to your children if those were the words coming out of their mouth? If they literally said to you, mom, I don't have time to take care of myself because I'm too busy taking care of everybody else. It would be heartbreaking. And let me tell you, there is nothing worse than when your kid says something to you that is like the words that you've been hearing in your own head, because it's so confrontational when you realize, wow, it's so not okay for them to say that. So why am I making it okay for me to say that? And when we are not taking care of ourselves and we're saying everybody else is more important than us. We would never want our kids to feel like everything else in their life was more important than them. And what's worse is your children are watching you put yourself last and you are modeling to them what it looks like to put themselves last. So please understand, it doesn't matter the words that are coming out to your, out of your mouth to your children. What matters more is your actions. They're paying attention. So if you, who is like a goddess in your children's eyes, because I mean, come on, think back in time. When you were little, your parents were like, whoa, you know, we really put our parents on a pedestal until we grow up and realize that they're just normal humans that have no idea what they're doing any more than we do. But when we're young, we really look to our parents as these like grownups who have it together. So if you're saying to your children, you need to take care of yourself and I'm going to take care of you, but then you're modeling the opposite, it's very confusing for children because they're getting now a mixed message. My mom is saying I need to take care of myself, but I'm watching my mom not take care of herself. And if she's the most important person in my world, and I think she's amazing and she's not taking care of herself, then wait a minute, how come I'm worth taking care of. If my mom isn't worth taking care of, I can't be better than my mom. So that means that I can't take care of myself. Does that make sense? So we pass down this like martyrdom card to our kids. And I have to tell you, I have spoken to many a client who really, they don't like that their parents don't take the time to take care of themselves. It's really heartbreaking for them. Because then the kids end up carrying around this guilt. Like, if I wasn't here, my mom would have time to take care of herself. So do you see what you're inflicting on your children by not understanding that it is your responsibility to take care of you and you're not actually taking anything from anybody else in your life, especially your children, 
you're giving them such a powerful gift by modeling what it looks like to make yourself a priority, what it looks like to care for self. So self-care isn't selfish. It's the most selfless thing you can give yourself because then you're going to be able to show up and have more to give the people you love. And it's important to model this to the people that you love. Now, many of us spend this time taking care of everybody else because we truly, on a subconscious level, don't believe that we are worthy of taking care of ourselves. And it feels like this daunting task, like how would I possibly have time to take care of myself when I have all these other things to do? But in reality, when I have clients take an inventory of what is keeping them so busy, it's a very eye-opening exercise. So if you are listening, thinking, well, jeepers, Lisa, I tell myself I'm too busy all the time that I don't have time. Spend a week, spend seven days and log your time the power of the pen, (laughs) log your time, or you can use an app like Clockify, but pay attention because what you will find is that you are spending good chunks of your days on things that aren't important. So whether it be mindlessly, you know, scrolling Amazon to buy stuff that you don't really need, whether it's scrolling social media and losing track of time, uh, God help you if you go down the TikTok rabbit hole, because you can lose yourself in there for like hours, but really look at what you are spending your time on. Is it meaningful things or are you just being busy to be busy? And we use busy as a distraction so we don't have to feel the things that we're, we're feeling. And the truth is, if you made the time to take care of yourself, you may or may not have to sit in the discomfort of what it feels like to take care of yourself. Because if you are struggling with self-worth, which so many of us are, and we don't realize it, that making time to care for ourselves all of a sudden becomes really uncomfortable. Like, who am I to care for myself? It's like, I have so many clients say to me that they want more time and more freedom, and then they're given more time and they're so uncomfortable with more time. And I can speak to this. This is something that happened for me that I created more and more space. And all of a sudden I became so uncomfortable with this space. Like I needed to fill it doing things because I had attached so much of my worth to being busy and doing all the things. And if I wasn't doing things, well, what made me important? So look at why you're keeping yourself so busy and what you're avoiding by not taking that time to really care for yourself. So I want you to know as well, if it wasn't modeled to you by your parents growing up, I want you to know that it's okay not to just take care of yourself, but to take divinely good care of yourself with no guilt and with no shame, right? Just give yourself what you need to thrive, Give yourself what you need to thrive. And it doesn't mean that, you know, by taking care of yourself, you're going to avoid coming up against, you know, other emotions like sadness or frustration or anger. Like just because you're taking divine care of yourself doesn't mean you get like a golden ticket and all of a sudden you can skip through the rest of your life. It's not that way. 
you are still going to have to come face to face with emotions that you don't necessarily want to feel. But the more you've poured into caring for yourself, the easier it's going to be to navigate those emotions. This is why I speak about halt all the time, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Taking care of yourself is about tuning into making sure that L, the lonely piece, that connected piece, connected to yourself is so nurtured. So Caring for self, you know, when people talk about self-care, I don't look at it as a doing activity. I really talk about it as a way of being. It's an identity that I embody. I embody a person who cares for themselves. It's part of my values. So this is the other thing that you can look at. If you're not making time for yourself, what does that tell you about what you value? Because as I say, things we love and we value, we take care of. So if you're not putting your emotional and your physical well-being or wellness at the top of your priorities, then these are not things that you value in your life. And it's okay to not value them. But I challenge you that you're not going to get very far in this world, especially nowadays, if you don't make your health and wellness a priority. Because those of us who do not make health and wellness a priority will have to make time for illness. That's just, that's the bottom line. We're seeing it every single day. So what I would love for you to do, my dear listener, because you know I love giving you homework, I would love for you to create a self-care list. So what is a self-care list? So when I was first learning what self-care meant, I had to really ask myself, well, what is it that I need to care for myself? What is it that I need to feel like I'm really thriving in my life? So a self-care list becomes kind of your blueprint. So when things aren't necessarily going the way you want them to go, or just on a day-to-day basis, you can ask yourself, okay, well, what is on the list today that supports me really caring for myself? And it doesn't need to be a huge thing. It can be going outside for a 15-minute walk. It can be telling your kids you need 10 minutes of quiet time with your book. It can be picking up your phone and actually phoning a friend and having a conversation. Or nowadays, hop on a Zoom call with somebody and get face-to-face. It might be spending time in nature. It might be listening to music. I want you to think about things that make you feel good. I mean, one of my number one go-tos is music and, of course, movement. Exercise is just a foundational piece for me. Uh, Healthy eating is a foundational piece of nurturing and loving myself. Rest is a foundational piece of caring for myself. So my bedtime keeps getting earlier and earlier. In fact, just this weekend, we went out for dinner and I'm like, oh my goodness, we're going out for dinner with like the early bird crew. I think we were at the restaurant at like 5.15 because I wanted to be in bed by 8.30 on a Saturday night. It's really wild over here at my house. But my rest is a priority because when I'm rested, oh my goodness, I'm able to manage my emotions so much better. I show up better for my family, for my clients. I'm just a all around better human. And of course, all the demands that I'm putting on my body right now. And even as I age, you know, I'm going to be 
48 next week. Rest is a priority. I'm here for longevity. I got, I got things to do when the airports open up. I've got adventures to uh, you know, take part in. So I really want you to write out your list of the things that make you feel good. And you might need to take a trip down memory lane. Like what were you doing when you were a young kid that you loved that maybe you've forgotten about? When was the last time you rode a bike, had some fun, got on a surfboard or a boogie board or whatever? You know, do you play golf? What type of games do you play? I mean, we just bought we just bought a card game. So we're big, we're big Uno family. Uh, so every night I sit down and play a couple games of Uno with my young son. This is how we debrief his day because then, you know, we're playing a game and he, he'll open up to me more as opposed to just, you know, the interrogation from across the table. How was your day? Of which I normally get a fine. So we're learning how to talk about emotions. So we play over Uno. But this just this weekend, we picked up another card game that's called Exploding Kittens, which is funny because now we have two kittens. And it's kind of a cute little game, but we're trying to bring more play into the house. We're trying to have more fun because things have gotten, you know, kind of intense over the last little while. So playtime is part of caring for myself, right? Even simple things, you know, we upgraded our mattress not that long ago because I don't know about you, but you know, when a mattress hits that stage where it's just not good anymore. So we upgraded our mattress and I also upgraded our linens because I decided since I can't travel, I want my bedroom to feel like a luxury hotel room every night. When I crawl into bed and the sheets hit my skin, I just want to feel like I'm staying at a five-star resort. And you know what? That's self-care. Your environment helps you feel good about yourself. So look around at your home. Is there clutter everywhere? Do you have things in your house that you really love? Or are you just putting up with a lot of clutter that really, you know, can create feelings of anxiety. So this is what, you know, a self-care list can look like for you. My husband, when he needs to take care of himself, he loves to declutter, like absolutely loves it. It's like foreplay for him, decluttering. I digress, but hopefully you understand what I'm saying. I don't care if you're standing in front of the mirror and spending an hour doing your makeup and your hair because it makes you feel good or looking at the type of clothes that you put on your body. And you can find uh, a couple podcasts I did with Nicole Ochi talking about the power of the clothes that we put on our body in terms of how it makes us feel. I don't care if it's getting outside or like I said, listening to music listening to an audiobook, curling up with a book, you know, snuggling on your couch with Netflix, but really giving yourself permission and having this list of go-to things that you are going to make a commitment to at least have one thing on that list every day, because there is no way that you don't at least have 10 to 15 minutes for yourself every day, non-negotiable, because If you are giving that much time to everybody else and you're getting the scraps of your day, what does that say about the relationship with you? 
So you are going to be in relationship with yourself until the day you die. It's the most important relationship you will ever have in your life. So I want you to think about how you can make taking care of yourself a priority and how you're going to just one bite at a time, one day at a time, start to carve out that time to really show up for yourself. Because the next time you tune into this podcast and I say, you're telling yourself that you don't matter and aren't worth the time, I want you to shake your head and say, no, Lisa, that's not me anymore. That's not me anymore. I am the woman who takes divine care of herself. I am the woman who matters in her own life. That's what I want for you. And you will be amazed at how many things around you start to change just because of how you decide to start showing up for yourself. So I would love to hear your thoughts and takeaways from this episode. So please head over to Instagram. You can find me, Lisa Carpenter, Inc. Give me a follow, drop into my DMs, share your takeaways. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with your friends, share it on social media, leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes because I would love to hear from you. And I just, I wish each and every one of you tuning in, I really, you know, I'm here with this podcast to really help you cultivate that amazing relationship with yourself, to slow down, to be important in your own life so that we can really go out in the world and make an impact, right? Because how can we make an impact, a bigger impact in the world if we're burnt out and exhausted? That's just not sexy, ladies. So of course, you know where to find me if you're wanting to go deeper on one-to-one coaching. That's always available for you as well. And you can book onto my calendar by simply heading over to lisacarpenter.ca forward slash WWM and apply for your one hour transformational coaching call. So until next time, take good care of you and I'll see you on the next episode. You know me, so you know I like to ask disruptive questions. So here's one for you. How much significant and lasting transformation do you believe you can experience in just one hour? When you book a one hour transformational call with me, this is exactly what you'll discover. I know it sounds impossible that just 60 minutes could radically impact your life, but my clients who are probably women just like you can vouch for just how significant that 60 minutes was to their lives. If you're tuning into this podcast regularly, this is what I already know about you. You're smart, you're hardworking, you're ambitious, and to an outsider, you probably look like you have it all together. A successful career, you might be an entrepreneur or a CEO, or juggling a picture-perfect family. Everything that society says makes a woman successful. But you don't feel like you've got it all together. I'd love for you to consider that you might be incredibly successful and yet not see yourself as successful. In fact, for many of my clients, it takes me pointing out what they've achieved for them to see it for themselves. 
Most of the women I work with have never taken the time to pause and acknowledge their accomplishments because they're too busy focusing on the next thing they want to get after. I often joke that they set such high bars for themselves, but as soon as they get close to reaching them, they simply raise the bar. It's a never ending cycle that perpetuates the story you might be telling yourself that wants you to believe you're not there yet, wherever you think there is. More often than not, these same women genuinely believe they haven't done enough and haven't earned the right to call themselves successful. You might be just like many of my clients and love setting and accomplishing goals, have no problem getting things done, you know what it means to embrace the hustle, and working your ass off might be your status quo. The women who seek me out for coaching have begun to realize that no amount of doing is going to give them the feeling of fulfillment they're looking for. What makes this realization even more painful is the acknowledgement that all the doing is having a significant impact on their physical and emotional well-being. You might be saying you're ready to take better physical care of yourself, have more quality time with your family, maybe make more money with less effort, stop feeling so exhausted, and simply stop caring so much about what other people think, or worse yet, judging yourself at every turn. You know what you want, and you know you should be able to get it done. So why aren't you able to just make it happen? The deep gut level knowing that you need to make a change in your life has nothing to do with how much you've accomplished on paper or how successful you might appear to someone looking at you from the outside. Nor will change come from just trying harder, pushing more, or beating yourself up with shoulds. You just know something doesn't feel right. And if you're willing to be honest with yourself, you probably already know what needs to change and what you need to stop avoiding. If you're listening to me thinking, how is Lisa in my head right now and able to articulate exactly what I've been feeling? Here's what I would ask you to consider. The most successful people I know have all reached a point where they decided to get one-to-one support. It doesn't matter how many self-development books you read or how many group courses you take, nothing compares to -to one-to-one coaching. It's the difference between taking a bus across the country versus hopping on an airplane. Both will help you reach your destination, but the speed at which transformation is possible with a one-to-one coach is undeniable. You're not destined to run like a machine day after day, never stopping to look yourself in the eyes, in the mirror and ask what it is you need. You need a breakthrough. But one-to-one coaching is not for you if you're committed to your suffering, victimhood and the bullshit holding you back. This is not for you if you refuse to be open to change. It's also not for you if you want a quick fix or you are only willing to go kicking and screaming into new habits and behaviors. But if you are sick of wading through the chaos and the exhaustion and pretending it's all fine, if you recognize that some massive disruption might be just what you need to overcome comparisonitis and self-defeating head trash, 
If you're done with trying the same stuff that just isn't working over and over, such as overworking, being busy, undereating, overeating, overcomplicating life, numbing out with social media, drinking, Netflix, or trying to solve everyone else's problems instead of focusing on your own, or maybe you're done searching for the next business or self-help or parenting or relationship program to fix your problem because you've finally begun to realize that you are the common denominator. And if you are ready to turn inward and be radically honest with yourself, I'm here to support you. Apply for a one hour transformational breakthrough call with me today. We'll go deep into what's keeping you trapped and how you can overcome it to achieve a life you feel good living with the physical and emotional well-being you desire. And if you're thinking, Lisa, this sounds uncomfortable, you're right. But what is it costing you to live with the current level of discomfort you're tolerating? And how much longer are you willing to endure feeling the way you're feeling? If nothing changes, nothing changes. It's your choice. When you say yes, all I ask is that you show up with honesty, curiosity, bravery, and an openness for what will be 60 minutes of your life that will change you in ways you will soon discover. Go to lisacarpenter.ca forward slash WWM today to apply for your call. Space is limited and I can't wait to hear from you.